So, welcome back to the C234 Sports Podcast, everybody. Um, in the Hollywood industry, there is a saying amongst actors, actresses, directors, that they do one for the studio, right? One to make all the money, and then one for themselves. Uh, today, this is the episode for me, O'Grady. This is the one for myself. Um, we will be talking about a history of the 76ers, more specifically, a history of the era known as the process. What I have done is I have put the research in and I have called a meeting of the basketball minds to this super discussion to really flesh out what this era was, is, and um, how it happened. What I'd like to do is I just kind of like to go around and introduce everybody. Um, Tell me, number one, what you think of when you think of Sixers basketball. Um, Let's start there. So, Luca, when I say Sixers basketball, uh, what is it that you think of? Um, I'm not even going to lie. I think of Kawhi Leonard. No offense. That's like, like off. The, he off hurt rip, my feelings already. Have we even rip, been recording for a minute? And he hurt my off feelings. Rip, <laughs> off rip, I think about the Kawhi Leonard shot because that's just like infamous. But other than that, I just think of Joel Embiid and how like up and down his his NBA career has been so far. Absolutely. So, your excitement level to get into this on a scale of one to ten, where are you right now? I'll give it like a seven. Seven. I and like talking about basketball. And your knowledge of sort of the process, where would you put it at right now on a scale of one to ten? Five. Five to seven. All right. Uh, Aiden, what about you? When I say 76ers basketball, where are you going? What's your mind at? Honestly, I'm thinking Jalil Okafor. I mean, that was my favorite player in college growing up. Oh. Like I watched him at Duke, and like I really, he was my favorite player entering the league. And that flop just really hurts. But, yeah, Joel Embiid, you know, I think of that Jimmy Butler team. That team was probably the best team in the league besides the Warriors. And, yeah. And my feelings Kawhi are Leonard. still hurt. Yeah, <laughs> great, Leonard. great. We're going to get there. Uh, again, scale of 1 to 10, your excitement and how you feel your knowledge is pre-pod. Pretty excited. I'd say like a, like a 7 or 8. And then knowledge, I mean, I know a decent amount. I'd probably say a 6. Right. Such a big Jalil, or Jalil Okafor. Uh, we're gonna get into it. Oh my God, I'm already upset right now, and I'm already upset. Uh, Nas, same uh, questions. Uh, you know, uh, the first thing I think of is probably Markel Fultz and his everyone's here to hurt my feelings. Broken jump shot. Uh, <laughs> this might have been a bad idea. <laughs> this um, might have been a really bad idea. Yeah, I think of uh, also like weirdly, I think of Dr. J back in the day. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why, but like that's like one of my memories. All right, I'm in know. a better mood already. And uh, again, <laughs> where, where are we putting your level of excitement here, Nas, uh, and your knowledge? Excitement, probably like a, a, I love talking about basketball. Right, and right. knowledge, probably like a four or a five. All right, all right. And uh, to Ooh. round out our round table here, uh, producer Dave. When you think of Philadelphia 76ers basketball, especially as a Celtics fan, uh, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, again. I, as I, I Aiden for- is pointing to something else terrible Michael on the <laughs> to, uh, to put it in perspective, I, I have provided, uh, again, the meeting of the minds, the, the Super Basketball Roundtable here. Um, was it like five or six pages <laughs> of notes? I've got a 84-slide uh, Google slide presentation. Like, the research yeah, has no, been you, done. You came prepared. The you came prepared. Been, anyway, sorry to cut you off. Producer Dave, so... Yeah. No, I mean I, I frame I frame uh, most of my most of my NBA uh, uh, life through the filter of being a kid from Boston and growing up in the '90s. So through Michael Jordan and the '90s Bulls. But like for me, when it, when I think of the Sixers, I just think about our historic rivalries between the Sixers and the Celtics. And so I'm gonna run it all the way back to like I think of Wilt, I think of Dr. J, I think of the rivalries that happened back then. I think about how in the early 2000s, the Celtics were in the, they were lost in the wilderness while AI was taking them to the finals. And that was hard as an East, as an East Coaster to watch happen. But the Celtics have definitely had the uh, top line of the thing. And I can't wait to start to talk about uh, the, 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 t- the, the Celtics drafting over the past five years and how it has gone the way for them and draft picks that should have gone to Philly that Philly decided to take Markel Fultz instead. And I'm going to this attack. This might have been a really bad idea. <laughs> and I am going to attack Aiden's love of, of Jaleel Okafor. This, Don't you worry. This might have been a really bad idea. Uh, excitement level? 
Uh, excite! I'm always a ten to talk uh, NBA basketball, and uh, I'm gonna go knowledge of the process. I'm gonna put it at a five because there's there's some things that I know are painful, and there's things I'm looking at the sheet right now and being like. Oh my God! I forgot that Drew Holiday was like the number one pick, and that they traded it for the sixth pick, and that didn't go well. Oh my gosh! So oh before gosh. we get into again uh, the process here, I think it's important to sort of talk about it. So I want to start with what the Sixers are. Um, they make the finals in 2001 with Allen Iverson. They have not been out of the second round since. Um, they have not made the finals since 01. They won game one, then lost four in a row to the Lakers. Um, from there, they have been absolutely an NBA no man's land. They are completely irrelevant, and yet I have loved them. I'm showing you guys right now for the listeners. I've got me and my children. One of them is newborns in Sixer stuff. I've got my wife um, in Sixer stuff drinking Shirley Temples. That will come up. I've got, you know, my oldest, who's five, uh, the first shirt I put him in is a trust the process yeah. oh, God. shirt. So, like, this, yeah. th- th- it, it hurts so bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually going to start with 2009, 2010. So, we are pre-process. Can I just be, like, a good, like, 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 uh, uh therapy dog for you real quick and just as this starts to get bad for you just remember like if you're perennially in the playoffs it's not as wilderness as, it, as you think it. it's not as bad as you think it is That's just true. remind yourself we Bro, still I'm get about to, the to take you through the wilderness okay. we're, we're, we're about to go Let, let's start going through the wilderness right here. so in 2009 in 2010 uh true holiday is a rookie for the sixers he's pretty good Allen Iverson, um, in his last year, comes back, plays some games. Basically, the Sixers are where they always are. They're absolutely terrible. They fire their coach. They fire some people in the front office. They get the number two pick in the draft, and they select the college player of the year. Oof. Ah, that's a rough name to say. Evan Turner. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> uh, John Wall went one. Paul yep. George, if you're going to keep track at home, he went ninth. DeMarcus Cousins, fifth. The Sixers get Evan Turner. Um, you'll never Tough. believe it, but that next year, it doesn't really go super great. Um, they lose to Miami in the first round. And the only thing of note that happens with the Sixers is they're sold to Josh Harris, who just bought the Commanders and his group for $280 million dollars. Which seems relevant because the Spurs, or not the Spurs, the Suns just got sold for four billion. I was going to say, can you imagine buying the NBA franchise for two hundred eighty million dollars now? <laughs> yeah. You need like four people buying it like that. Yeah. So let's fast forward to eleven, twelve. The Sixers for the first year in three years have a winning record. They are forty-two and forty. <laughs> nice. Um, they are the eighth seed, and they actually until. The Heat beat the Bucks this year. They were the last eight seed to beat the one seed. But if you guys remember, um, game one, the Bulls are up 12. There's a minute to go. And league MVP the year before, Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. tears his ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Sixers really shouldn't have been in the second round, but they do make the second round. Um, they lose to the Celtics in seven games. And if anyone listening has seen Uncut Gems... That is the Uncut Gems series. Um, so I had to relive that one. Yep. That's the team with Kevin Garnett and Pierce. Did they end up winning the finals? They year? got to the finals that year. They lost to the Co- they lost to Kobe, Kobe and the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Ray, so was Ray would have been on the team. Right. So this would have been actually, yeah, Luca's got it. This would have been um, was this Miami uh, would have won the title this year. They beat Boston in seven in the very next round. That's right. Uh, when LeBron absolutely goes off in game six. Okay. But after that... <laughs> Bynum. <laughs> I forgot about him. Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Is that the dude who, who uh, went bowling? That's the dude who went bowling. <laughs> so, during the Olympics, they trade Andre Iguodala and Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic, four-time All-Star, goes to the Magic. Andre Iguodala goes to the Nuggets. And the Lakers get all-star center, 24 years old, Andrew Bynum. And, uh, Luca, when I say the name Andrew Bynum, your first thought was what? Bowling. And how he messed his knee up bowling, and he was out. That was basically his whole career right there. You would think that's fake. You're 100% correct. Um, Andrew Bynum never plays a game for the Sixers. He has a knee injury. He then tears his ACL 
bowling. And his most famous contribution to the Sixers that year was, how would you guys describe the haircut that I've got on right here? Dave, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. That's what he looks like. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, gosh. He never plays a game. They fire their coach. They fire their general manager. Um, this is, for all intents and purposes, when this fails, this is the beginning of the process. They hire Sam Hinkie, who was, ironically, Daryl Morey's number two in Houston when they traded for James Harden. And Hinkie says in his introductory press conferences he's not going to focus on results, but he is going to focus on the process. And it begins on draft night in 2013. So the process era begins when they trade Drew Holiday for the number six pick that year. And they picked Nerlens Noel, who is the number one recruit coming out of high school. But he had torn his ACL when he went to Kentucky. Hence why he slips to six. Any memories, any ideas, anybody remember anything about Nerlens Noel? I think he was pretty good. I remember him being like, like not not horrible. Like he was pretty solid. He played in Dallas and Nola, right? Yeah. If I recall correctly. Mhm, 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 mhm. I just remember him. Didn't he play for the Thunder? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Even, I don't even remember him on the Sixers. You, He's, yeah. <laughs> he was quite the quite the mid role player, not the guy you want at number six. So, Nerlens Noel misses his entire rookie season for the Sixers. <laughs> so, they turn Drew Holiday into the sixth pick who doesn't play. They also have the number 11 Giannis. pick that year. Uh, they pick Michael Carter-Williams from Syracuse. Uh, C.J. McCollum went 10, and I put this down, Aiden. You just said it, the number 15 pick in the NBA draft that year. Giannis. That's... Wow. In Michael fairness, Carter. no one knew about Giannis that's until true. he was already well in, into the league. But, yeah, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. If you're supposed to lose and you're swinging for the fences, Giannis. Would have been a nice pick, right? That's a bitter pill. Would have been a nice pick. Um, we've gotten into the first year of the process, and here's going to be one of my favorite things. I'm going to start telling everybody the records of the 76ers. Oh, boy. 2013-14, 19 and 63. That's despite starting three and zero. Luke, I know we had talked about this, right? Michael Carter Williams in his first game, yeah. they played, uh, they played LeBron in Miami, mm-hmm. and they beat him. They lit him up, right? Yeah, like he looked really promising after that game, and then everything just kind of went downhill. Yeah, um, they start off three and zero. <laughs> and uh, they win 16 games the rest of the year. Um, the other big thing that year was Nerlens Noel um, had sort of a bad reputation of using a lot of drugs and not showing up to practices and games. When you, sat, when you asked like what we thought about him, I was going to say drugs. Yeah. Like, what kind of drugs are we talking? So that's a good question, Nas. Um. The big most famous story is that he shows up about every single team trip late, like hours late, um, reeking of marijuana in which they let him on the plane even though he wasn't playing the entire season. And it just sort of set a really bad tone along with when you're winning 19 games. Huh. Good news, um, the Sixers get the number three pick in the draft that year, and they select out of Kansas, Joel Embiid. Um, I'm throwing up the picture of Joel Embiid being drafted by the Sixers. Um, if you guys could, can we get a little uh, description here? Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he did not look happy at all. <laughs> Bro was <laughs> plain face into the camera. No tears, no nothing. Welcome to the NBA moment right there. Yeah, like, welcome to the league. <laughs> um, I remember watching him beat at Kansas, and I, I remember thinking, it was like, oh, man, is Philly actually going to start to, like, make some good decisions? Like, I thought he was going to be a no-brainer hit. So he would have been picked number one, but if you guys remember, he had hurt his foot. He hurt his foot. 
So it was already known that Joel Embiid was going to be missing his entire rookie season. So if you guys are keeping track, that's two straight centers picked by the Sixers. Both of them will miss their entire rookie season. Now, the Sixers also that year, they had uh, the 10th pick in the draft. They traded 10 back two spots to number 12, and they picked Dario Saric from Croatia. The next pick was Zach Levine. So now they've passed on Giannis and Zach Levine and Paul George within a four-year span. Uh, Dario Saric also, uh, he had some type of weird buyout situation with his team, so he did not play the next year. So if you're keeping track, a 19-win team has two top 10 picks. Neither of them will be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers next year. Um, Aiden, you're shaking your head like crazy. What do you think? I mean... Did they know Sarge wasn't going to play? Yes, they absolutely knew both these guys weren't going to play. This is the, like my recollection for media was like this is when like the the process and the jokes about the process were at like a fever pitch because that's all we kept hearing was like trust the process, trust the process. It's like it's not about this year; it's about next year and the year after that and the year after that. It was about all this right. trust the process, and everybody was kind of like. Okay, but kind of like the Thunder right now. We're still waiting for our conference finals appearance. No, 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 no. Like I'm looking graders. at the Thunder right now, being like, this is actually like a a, a functioning basketball team that's probably going to make the playoffs. This is a 19 win <laughs> basketball team that had two top 10 picks. It was like trust the process. We're like, you all don't have anybody playing basketball yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. It's just. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's like I wouldn't. And this time span, I wouldn't trust the process. Well, it's interesting because this... All right, so the very next year, let's just... Spoiler alert, they're terrible. They win 18 games. Um, and this is where uh, their guard, Tony Roden, actually starts saying, trust the process, right? So all this trust the process stuff, yeah. it happens this year. Um, despite winning Rookie of the Year, Michael Carter-Williams is traded for future draft picks. So if you're keeping track at home, this is now four top ten picks... Only one of them played basketball the second half of the season for the Sixers. Um, good news, they again get the number three pick in the draft in which they select. Let's let Aiden Cook. My favorite player of all time, Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> the most promising bum of all time. Oh. So... L he wasn't even the best player on that Duke team. Tyus Jones was the best player on that Duke let's team. Let's dive into Julio over a little bit. I don't so, know about that, but yeah. Um, he was the best player on the national champion yep. that year. Yep. I he, mean, he was unstoppable. Like, nobody in college could stop him. He, was, he had the best footwork I've seen from a big man in a long time. <laughs> um, just for the record, Kristaps Porzingis goes fourth to the Knicks, and he refused. Um, yeah, he refused to to work out for the Sixers. Oof. And uh, Devin Booker went thirteen. Wait, they just? I just thought about it. that's three centers in a row, isn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are they? I mean, who hired these guys? <laughs> Let's hit rock bottom, shall we? <laughs> Let's hit rock bottom, shall we? 72. Um, so the 2016 Sixers are potentially uh, the worst team of all time. Um, this is the second worst record of all time. They are 10 and 72. Joel Embiid uh, re-injures his foot, so he will be missing his second season. Uh, Dario Saric, uh, still not coming over, misses his second season as well. So I'm seeing the phaser. Luca, uh, thoughts on the center movement here? Um, I don't even know. I feel like they needed to switch it up a little bit. There's like a common trend going on for the past five years with the center picks. So I feel like they just need to get it like a shooting guard or something. Would have been nice. Someone who can get them buckets, because honestly, that's that's what they need. <laughs> like Devin Booker? Like Devin Booker. Like Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker wouldn't be too bad on Philly. <laughs> uh, well, believe it or not, we're going to drain a little bit more water out of this pool here because uh, your guy's boy, Jaleel Okafer, um, who actually is playing, his most famous moments is in November of that year, gets into a street fight 
in Boston <laughs> in which he repeatedly punches some fans. And as we can see here, Nas, I- I've got sort of the, the stills popped up here. How would you guys describe, like, the guys that he's trying to fight? They're not <laughs> They're seven feet tall. They're, yeah. <laughs> they just look like your average Boston male. Um, so that's not great. Uh, Jaleel Okafor also gets a speeding ticket for going over uh, one of the bridges to get into Philly. Uh, 108. 108. <laughs> 108? He's not even looking at the paper right now. He has just one, 108. Um, I've driven over that bridge many a time. Uh, most people go around 50. Uh, he also gets into a bar fight in a bar in Old City, uh, Philadelphia, which is like this very sort of like chill, relaxed neighborhood. Like stuff don't stay open all that late in Old City. Um, he's only 19. So th- this is going great. During this time, there's also a story about Joel Embiid in Sports Illustrated in which apparently his weight was well over 350 pounds. And he was in a hotel ordering pitchers upon pitchers of Shirley Temples. <laughs> no way. That is some Zion Williamson <laughs> things. <laughs> he was actually 350 pounds. Yes. Um, it was it was bad. I was near tears reading that. Um, I have only had one Shirley Temple since. I'd like yeah. that to be known. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, going back to my wife with the Shirley Temples, it was that day. Um, So, basically, the NBA had kind of seen enough from the Sixers at this point, and they hire, or they ask the Sixers to hire Jerry Colangelo, who's the guy that put together USA Basketball during this time, um, and bring him in as a special advisor to Sam Hinkie and the Sixers, and basically, we need to start doing some stuff. Within a month, Sam Hinkie resigns. Oh, damn. The architect of the process, RIP, um, hasn't worked in basketball since. Writes a 13-page resignation letter. Damn. In which he quotes Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> amongst many others. Yeah. Um, Jerry Colangelo says that he is going to basically, you know, scour the earth for the next 76ers GM. Um, He ends up hiring... His son? His brother? His son, son. Michelangelo. He scours the earth for the next GM, and he hires his son. Believe it or not, it's going to get worse for Brian Colangelo. Um, Good news. 2016, the Philadelphia 76ers ben have the number one pick in the NBA draft, and they select out of LSU Ben Simmons. Benjamin Simmons. Montverde's finest. Should we talk about Ben Simmons' LSU record and career? I, I know you please, know. please do. Please do. I mean, first. I, I don't know the ex- – I, I, I figured you would have the actual numbers. I mean, he played, I think, six games before he – Faked an injury and sat out because the team that he was playing for was so bad that he did not want to injure himself. And so before he was even drafted, he showed himself to be a quitter already. Bro, so he just Dang, took that's a some good, risk. That's some good foreshadowing. They just took a risk. So at least he's not he a was 2010 and 5. <laughs> at, at least he's not, not a center. He's not a center. I mean, he um, like, he's 2010 and 5. When he's drafted, uh, he was being compared to LeBron James. Jay Billis on the draft legitimately says that Ben Simmons could be the next LeBron ah, James. He's 6'10". He yeah. runs point guard. Um, LSU was terrible. They did not make the tournament. Uh, and there's this very famous sort of draft story, looking back on it now, by Jonathan Gavoni, in which basically he said what producer Dave said, right? Like, this guy is bad news. This guy is a quitter. But anyways, they pick him first overall. Everything is wonderful in Sixers land going into 2017. Joel Embiid is going to make his debut. He plays 31 games before getting hurt on a national television game against the Rockets. Ben Simmons' rookie year, anybody have any ideas how he did as a rookie? He didn't play. He missed the season. Yeah, he missed the season. I remember that because he got his 
That's that's the year Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year, right? That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Uh, ben Simmons broke a bone in his foot. The last drill of the last practice before the season and missed the entire year. So if you're scoring at home, Nerlens Noel, Dario Saric, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons all missed their rookie years with injuries. This hurts already. Uh, um, are you guys ready for the maximum amount of you're hurt? I was going to mention that Jalen Brown was number three pick in the draft over Ben, behind Ben Simmons, right? This is about to get worse. They're 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 about the same to me though. Like Jalen has no left hand. <laughs> you don't don't do that. Bro. I don't have a left hand either. <laughs> don't dis- no, no, no. Don't put Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons on the no, same. No, no, no. How many points on the same I, caliber? Like, like Jalen Brown's averaging like twenty eight points a game this season, and Ben Simmons yeah. is not He's playing hurt basketball. Again. <laughs> yeah. Don't compare those two people, bro. You at the time, Jaylen at the Brown time, they both three hundred eight million dollars for being a basketball player, and Ben Simmons is like not going to play on another basketball team after this. one. At the time, they're like even couldn't even. It's at gonna get time. so much worse for Ben Simmons. It's gonna get so much worse. Um, here's where I, I think this is gonna be the worst part for me. Um, that year, the Sixers get the fifth pick, but. Hinky, before, again, he resigned, had made this bizarre trade with Sacramento. Sacramento wants cap space to sign Rajon Rondo. So they trade the Sixers, Nick Stauskas, who was terrible, and the rights to one of their draft picks and one of their pick swaps. Now, today in the NBA, right, everything is picks and swaps. Everything is picks and swaps. This was not normal back then. Like, the idea of a swap, everyone's like, that's okay, whatever. Like, the Sixers, you're terrible. Who cares? Um, the Sixers get the fifth pick, but Sacramento gets the third. So this crazy, random, hinky process trade moves the Sixers from five to three, and it's the worst thing that ever happened. Because using this pick, the Sixers trade the number three pick and a future first to the Celtics for the right to number one. Markel Fultz. And they pick Markel Fultz. Could have been Tatum. <laughs> Who was number two in that draft? Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball. Okay. <laughs> Lonzo the Ball. Lonzo Ball. The Lonzo Ball. So Markel Fultz, um, his team won eight games in college, but he was the consensus number one guy. Um, draft Express, his comps were Dwayne Wade and James Harden. I thought he was going to be this three-level scorer. When they made this trade for Fultz, I went nuts. I loved Markel Fultz so much. He was my favorite guy they drafted. Me you too. were happy about this. I was thrilled, and I'm going to say this now. I wasn't a Tatum guy. Because remember, he was on that weird team with Grayson Allen, and his handle wasn't super tight, and I didn't think he could fit with Simmons. God, I can't believe I just said that. Um, I, I, I thought Fultz was the next James Harden. I really did. I really did. I've never been more wrong. I'm not going to lie. Markel Fultz used to be my guy, too. He had like a, he was like 5'10 in high school, and he spurred up to 6'4 yeah. out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. yeah, that was my guy. So yeah. did Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Mike did. <laughs> I mean, a uh, uh, little pit on that one. There's a really awesome episode of uh, All the Smoke where Kelsey they have Kelsey Plum on, and she talks about Markel Fultz a lot because they went to college together, and they talk about that growth spurt that he just went out of nowhere. But, like, man, I'm going to get into this with you. We're going to talk about the Tatum thing. How? The Celtics had the number one pick that came from Brooklyn in the – in the Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trades. We just got, like, all of Brooklyn's first Correct. and second. And swaps. And yeah. swaps. We just got, like, tons of picks from them th- through that trade. We turned those picks into Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, essentially. But this was the one. Like, we had the number one pick, and they and Philly was desperate. And, like, Danny Ainge has – like, Danny Ainge got uh, punished by the league by trying to tamper to, to draft Kevin uh, Durant out of Texas years earlier. He wanted Kevin Durant, a player like Kevin Durant. He's like someone who's going to be long and has that kind of handle and can shoot from outside but drive and post up, play all the stuff that Kevin Durant does. Is He's what talking Danny about Ben Ainge Simmons. Is what Danny Ainge <laughs> had wanted for forever. He got, he got, he got uh, fined for tampering in the Kevin Durant thing to try and, like, get into the lottery and get more balls in the lottery. He ended up not getting Durant. That's when he made the trades to get uh, to get um, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Yeah. 
he still wanted Durant for forever. He had had multiple trade talks when Durant was trying to leave OKC. He was trying to get Durant back into Boston. When Durant was leaving Golden State, he tried to get Durant in. Finally, up comes Jason Tatum, and, and he knew that he was taking Tatum at one. And he knew that Philly was taking Fultz at, at I'm getting Fultz. so sad. And so he was like, I'm going to trade you. I'm going to take all these picks again, and I'm still going to get my number one pick of the draft at three. So he basically ah. got paid to take Jason Tatum. He got paid to take Tatum. Ooh. Aiden, did you Ooh. like Tatum? And then at he Duke? got and then he got Tatum, who's becoming Durant. I mean, Tatum was the guy. Like I I watched him play against UVA in college. I mean, he Ooh. came out, he dropped thirty in the second half. He hit it was a tie game and he came down and hit three like heavily contested threes. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen at the end of the game. And they're picking Marco Fultz on a bad team who, I mean, we saw how that worked out. Didn't, didn't Coach K tell Tatum to, like, lock in at halftime? He was like, you're playing like a, he was like, you're playing like a little girl. Like. Yeah, <laughs> he called him a, a soft-ass St. Louis kid. Who, yeah. <laughs> and he came out and dropped 30 in the second uh, half. I mean, holy smoke. I don't know how you miss on that, especially, like, at the time, how KD was performing. It's going to get worse. I mean, he's, like, the next guy after KD. I mean, he. Draws it's comparisons to KD. It's how old is he? Like get six worse. nine. I mean, how, I said, how old is he? How tall is he? Like six eight, six six eight, yeah, six nine. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> um, positives. Seventeen, eighteen. Uh, Embiid is playing his first full season. Ben Simmons is playing his first full season. They have Markel Fultz, who was the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, that year, Ben Simmons was the rookie of the year. Joel Embiid was second team All NBA. Wow. Joel Embiid made his first All Star team. Their five man lineup was the best lineup in the NBA. Uh, they win 18 games in a row to close the year, which I think was my peak as a basketball fan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's rough. That's a rough negatives. <laughs> Markel Fultz had this legendary workout in Philadelphia in which he was terrible. And there was a hitch in his jump shot, which is a big deal because he's supposed to be this three-level scorer. Later in preseason, he cannot shoot the ball. He physically can't pull the trigger. <laughs> Later, when he's shooting free throws, he starts to bat the ball back and forth, kind of like he's playing volleyball, and then shoot it. After four games, they shut down the number one pick in the draft because mentally he forgot how to shoot <laughs> the basketball. That's not real. That, that is 1,000% real. So not only is he not Jason Tatum, but he could not physically shoot the basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember this clip. Yeah. I, I need to see it. I will. I, I don't know how this is going to turn out on an audio pod here, but um, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put the links. We're going to put the links in. Episode but notes. Markel Foltz, again, this is the number one pick in the draft. He physically forgot how to shoot the ball, and his mental block was so bad that he would bat the ball back and forth and sort of volleyball it. Oof. At the rim. That that clip, I've seen it so many times. Um, To make matters a little bit worse, I want to say one good thing about Markel Fultz. Uh, On the last day of the season, he became the youngest player in NBA history with a triple-double. They beat Milwaukee. Um, I actually watched that game after playing basketball myself. Uh, Yeah, he came back, but he wasn't. He still couldn't shoot. Uh Um, It was basically he just tried to get to the rim. Yeah. In this winning streak, when he did come back, his right shoulder, which he had claimed the entire time was injured, collides with the face of Joel Embiid. I remember this. Breaking his orbital bone. So the shoulder that Markel Fultz can't shoot with hits Joel Embiid in the face, and um, he was injured all throughout the playoffs. That is going to be a consistent theme. (laughs) Luca, thoughts on this one? No, no comment. I, I can't even. Like, that's just stupid. That's just unluckiness. I remember the masked Joel Embiid. I mean, I the Sixers were actually my favorite team in the East mm-hmm. at the time, and I was mm-hmm. I was really rooting for them. And I remember they beat Miami. They did. So they rolled this crappy Miami team. And then they they got to Boston, and I just remember like Joel Embiid 
it felt like something was off. Like he didn't he keep taking off the mask. Like he'd be wearing it yes. and then he'd take it off because like he just he physically hated like hated it. Hated the mask, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was the whole time he's taking it off, he's taking it off. Um, they're playing the Celtics. They get beat down in game one. In game two, Ben Simmons scores one point. I am putting a visual <laughs> one point on uh, our computer here. How would you say the Celtics are guarding Ben Simmons as he holds the ball at the three point launch? I uh, mean, like LeBron in that one I clip. Guard a shack on the <laughs> that's that's what you call a shack closeout. That's, that's their point guard, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um in game three Asar uh, Thompson. Marco Bellinelli, who is uh sort of this buyout. Oh, he guy. was nice. Yeah, and he was on the Spurs too. Um he makes uh at the buzzer a two to tie the game and send it into overtime. Except some of the Sixers fans thought it was a three because a stadium worker shot off confetti. Aw. Thinking that he had hit the game winner, they have to clean the confetti off of the court. Boston wins in overtime. Boston wins four to one, knocking out the Sixers for the first time. This is an event that we talk about in Boston constantly. Like every time we're in Philly, we're just like, go ahead and shoot those confetti cannons off early again and see how that goes. We talked about it just this past year in the playoffs. Let's see the confetti cannons. Let's get to the offseason because this might be the most bizarre of the things. Um, the Ringer, the website, publishes an article on Brian Colangelo, the GM of the 76ers. Uh, I've got a quote up here on the board. Um, one of you guys do me a favor. Read this quote from a Twitter handle called Enough Known Sources. This is, uh, yeah. Um, if I had a medium-sized ladder... I would love to knock some sense into Joel's head right now. He's playing like a toddler having tantrums. Do you guys have any idea who... Is that his burner account? That is the general manager of the 76ers burner account. He's he's talking about an employee like that. Yes. (laughs) That was during the playoffs. Among other burner (laughs) accounts, um, all from the... 76ers general manager, Eric Jr. His name's not Eric. Honest <laughs> Abe. Enough known sources. Still balling. Still balling. Still and balling. my personal favorite, Phila. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> the general manager of the Sixers is fired for talking trash about his own players using burner Twitter accounts. Wow. That's- Thoughts? That's like that's honestly probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard. I didn't How even did know about. How did they figure out that. it was him on the accounts? So that's a great question. Um, apparently, again, this writer just got like this anonymous um tip, sort of like it seems like you know Watergate type of stuff, uh-huh. and he just starts digging, and it turns out like all of these accounts sort of follow the same obscure things. All of these accounts are saying the same stuff. Um, in one of them, uh. Somebody asked, like, Brian, is this you? To which the burner account replied, no, he's too classy to even engage with this. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Just, like, imagine coming home to your wife and kids and being like, yeah, I got fired. I got fired. I was on burners. Yeah, I was on my burner. (laughs) It's interesting you bring up his wife, Nas, because (laughs) his wife, in an effort to save her husband's job, says that it was her operating the no Twitter account. Way. I am dead serious. <laughs> oh. No way. Oh, that's That did not fly. So the Sixers have the 10th pick in the draft that they got from uh, an old Lakers trade. So this is a 50-win team about to add the 10th pick, <laughs> but they have no general manager. Oh. Who picks? Okay, this is so bad. Um, it was basically the coach at the time. Um, his name oh, was Brett Brown. I remember um, what happened. Yeah, so they draft Michael Mikhail Bridges. Bridges from Villanova. Just for the record, SGA went with the very next pick. Yep. So Mikhail Bridges, his mom worked for the Sixers. He played at Villanova in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they trade him. Like on draft night, right? On draft night after he already put on the Sixers hat for, for Zaire Smith of Who? Texas Tech. Sesame allergy. <laughs> Luca, you've got it. Um, please tell the people what the Sixers soon find out about Zaire Smith. 
he can't play because he has a sesame allergy. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He has a sesame allergy and he can't play. He does not play one second no of NBA I don't know why. basketball. Yeah, I don't know why that takes him, like, just ends his career. But he, has he like, yeah, it was like he had this reaction, like lost a ton of weight and just never recovered. Yeah. So they traded Mikael Bridges for a guy for who nothing. never played NBA basketball. M- Mikael Bridges. Yes. Are you being serious? I'm being dead serious. And he was picked the pick before SGA. No. Anyways, um, in 2018-19, um, the Sixers are the three seed. They win 51 games. Um, Elton Brand is hired as their GM, and he trades Covington and Dario Saric for Jimmy Butler. Almost immediately, Jimmy Butler starts fighting with their coach over <laughs> who is going to have the offensive control, him or Ben Simmons, which is funny in retrospect. Uh, positives, Joel Embiid, second team All-NBA, Simmons, Embiid, both All-Stars. Um, they do trade for Tobias Harris in the middle of the season, so that's good. W trade. They also trade Markel Fultz to Orlando. The year after being picked number one in the draft, Markel Fultz starts 15 games, plays 33 total games for the Philadelphia 76 He's not doing bad in Orlando right now, though. He's pretty, he's solid. In Orlando. He looks good. Yeah. Like I said I, I said to O'Grady the other day, I was like, would you would you take Markel Fultz back right now? And he was just like, I don't actually want to talk about it. Cause like, yeah. It has to be that Philadelphia air, because like everything over there is just not okay. Isn't it called like the city of brotherly love? Like I don't <laughs> think there's, up there's, out of there, there's no love out there. There's oh, zero yeah. love. Just oh, understand, yeah. like, when, when, when you wonder why Philly fans can have, like, a grumpy or angry disposition, like, there's reasons. Yeah. Eagles. Reasons. <laughs> Red Sox. There's reasons. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, Philly. The, 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 this is really starting to hurt my feelings. Uh, the Sixers beat the Nets 4-1 to one in the first round. They are playing the Raptors. The series goes seven games. And do I have to talk about this? You guys all brought this up to start. Kawhi Leonard. I, Luger, were you watching this game? Like, do you have a memory of this shot? I do. Yeah. What was going through your mind when the ball I goes? Like, I was like, no way. Like, I was just, like, speechless. I was, like, I don't even remember how old I was. What year was this? This would have been 2019. I was, what, like, 13, 14? Wow. Yeah. So, like, I was just speechless. I remember watching this game with my stepfather and yeah. him hitting that shot, and my stepfather just went ballistic. For like, real? Because he, um, he was just like, he hates the 76ers. He's a Boston fan. And he saw, he watched the shot, and he just went, like, ballistic. Like, he was just like, oh, my God. Like, that's, only, that's like one of two times he's, like, actually, like, tweaked out. I, the second time was... When Trey Jones hit that clutch free throw against UNC, I, I mean, like when yeah, he hit yeah, the first yeah, one, bounced yeah, the first yeah, one off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for those of you guys who haven't seen, um, to knock out the Sixers of Game Seven, a series-ending shot, the ball that Kawhi Leonard shoots over Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid hits the rim four separate times and bounces in. And bounces in. Uh, the Raptors would go on to win the championship that year. Uh, the that was Sixers, a very like Mickey Mouse championship. It was. Well, if you remember, right, because Durant got hurt. Yeah. And Clay. Two, and Clay. Yeah. Um, that would have been a nice sort of time to be in the finals. <laughs> 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 that summer, the Sixers, uh, they max out Tobias Harris. They max out Ben Simmons. And because Butler does not want to play with Simmons or for Brett Brown, they trade him to Miami for Josh Richardson. Any idea how many times the Sixers have been in the finals since then? Absolutely. Josh Richardson. And they, uh, they traded Butler for Richardson. Yes. Straight up. Yes. Uh, Butler wasn't going to sign. So it was seen at the time like, oh, this is a big win because we get something for him, and now we can use that cap space to sign Al Horford. Josh Richardson. Though. Correct. Al Horford is good, though. Okay, bro. Don't do that. He plays for – but 
What? What? The finals run in Boston, he was. He had one good bro. game, bro. No, 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 like no, no, no. two or there three. Will be zero, there, if you are welcome in my theater, there will be zero Al Horford no, standing no, no, no. inside of this building. He had one good game, <sighs> and they lost the series. If he was that good, they would have. They would have won the series. They would have won the finals if he was so good. Okay, then. My All favorite right, then. thing about Al Horford being in Philly for this one year is Anna Horford, Al Horford's sister on Twitter. She will pick fights with anybody, and she loves nothing more than picking <laughs> fights with Philly fans who talk so much trash on her, and every single time the Celtics do something to embarrass the, the, the Sixers, she just comes back to it. It's the best outcome that could have happened with Al Horford being on the Sixers, and you watch your tongue over there, Luca. The I'm Dominican sorry. Dominican goat. Be the quiet, Dominican bro. Be quiet. Oh, my anything. goodness gracious. Uh, I'm still getting sad. Uh, that brings us to 2020, which was the COVID season, the bubble season. Uh, Sixers terrible. Um, I love him. They were the sixth seed. They're swept by the Celtics in the bubble. Uh, Simmons got hurt that year. He was third team All-NBA. Simmons was an All-Star. Embiid an All-Star. Embiid showed up to the bubble. Um, I've got the picture up here. How would you guys describe this uh, outfit? That's hard. It is hard. I'm not going to lie. Quarantined out. That's Yeah. Um, naturally, they were not really ready to play that one. Um, this is when they officially clean house, right? Uh, coaches fired. Um, they hired Doc Rivers. Then they hired Daryl Morey, the general manager. Later, they trade Al Horford. And the only good thing to happen is they get the 21st pick in the draft from the Thunder. Tyrese. Because Maxey. Mike Muscala hit two meaningless threes to win a meaningless bubble game for the Thunder meaning their pick dropped from 20 to 21, and they draft Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. You know, I love that guy. You Me know, uh, I'm, it's crazy. I watched Tyrese um, Maxey play in high school. Like, I mean, not like not actually watch it, but I used to watch him yeah. because R.J. Hampton, I think he's on the Magic. They I were remember. Like, they were yeah. like best friends. I love him too. Yeah. They I were like RJ best Hampton. friends in their town. Like, they had cross-town rivalries in high school. It was crazy. And they played for their public schools. So, yeah. <sighs> I love Maxi. We're going to get so to good. Maxie. We're gonna get he's that. so I, I, good. I love Maxi. He's going to be one of my favorite young players. Yeah, he's I so good. I love Maxi. Uh, 2021 with Doc Rivers at the helm, the shortened season. Uh, the Sixers are the one seed. They're 49 and 23. Joel Embiid is second in MVP. Ben Simmons is second in defensive player of the year. They absolutely dominate the Wizards in round one because the Wizards were terrible. Joel Embiid hurts his knee and misses the first two games. Are you guys sensing an Embiid pattern here? Yes. Yeah. Um, they're up 2-1 to one against the Hawks, who, frankly, weren't that good. Yeah, this one was bad. That was a good series, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed watching I mean, the Hawks were what? Mm -hmm. The Hawks were not supposed to win more than one game in this series. No. Trey um, Young was just that guy. He was excellent. He was excellent. Trey Young was just him. Uh, the Sixers become the first team in NBA history. To blow 25-point leads in the fourth quarter. Was this? Two games in a row. They do that in game four. I, and they do that in game I, five. I vividly remember watching was that. This, was this villain Trey Young? Was like was this that was that was after they beat the that Knicks. That was peak villain. That was Trae when Young. they beat the Knicks. Oh are are we gonna talk about John Collins' shirt the game after he dunked oh on Joel Embiid? You mean, know, that didn't come up in my research, Aiden, but go ahead. I mean, that like well, what the, the the Hawks that that team was savage. They was John Collins oh oh posterized Joel Embiid and then the next put game, it on a t-shirt up to the game with his pregame fit a t-shirt a picture of him dunking on Embiid that same picture. I would like to pivot mid with the word dunking oh. because after oh. the Sixers forced Game Seven <laughs> I forgot at about that home one. um down two. Late in game seven. Wide open dunk. Ben Simmons <laughs> with <laughs> Trey Young under the hoop. Not even under. He was not even other, under. He was not even under. Passes up a dunk late in game seven. The Sixers lose at home. This was horrible in the moment. It has only gotten more horrible since. Wow. In the last four games of the series, in the second halves of all of those series, Ben Simmons shoots the ball five times. Total? Like combined? Total. Whew. My man. My man had a Markel Fultz. He's a decoy. Yeah, somebody, is in his head. <sighs> somebody is in his head. 
So let's go to uh, the offseason, shall we? Um, ben Simmons, if you guys recall, requests a trade. He is then fined for missing practice and preseason games. He finally shows up to practice and has a cell phone in his pocket. Just bizarre. <laughs> then he is thrown out of practice. Then, citing both mental health and knee issues, uh, does not play for the Sixers again. Eventually sues them for over $18 million. For what? For not giving him his money for when he didn't show up to his job. This would be the first time a Sixers point guard has held out to start the season. Okay, good news. Joel Embiid, uh, still really good. This was, uh, he was second in the MVP again. He becomes the first center since Shaq to win the scoring title. Other pieces of good news. Ben Simmons is traded in the middle of the season with Seth Curry and picks to the Brooklyn Nets for... Benjamin Simmons. Uh, J you, you just referred to trading for James Harden as good news, correct? I want that on the record. At the time. Yeah, at the time, at right? The time. Yeah, in no, 2021. At the time, at the time, I was like, nope, that's not a be that's not better. They're if not the same not person. Better. They're the same person. They both give up so in easily. the locker room. They're the same person on the court. James Harden is way better than Ben Simmons, but rumors also are that uh, the Kings had offered Tyrese Halliburton. That would have been good, right? Yeah, they. I think. Oh they, man, that Halliburton trade worked out for both. Honeybone Harden. Kings and Indiana too. Boy, that would have man. Yeah. I can't. O'Grady. We're gonna talk about Harden's so, weight coming in. <laughs> it was a bigger number than I was anticipating, right? Um, the Sixers that year, uh, they beat the Raptors um, four to two. The bad thing was they were up three to zero. I remember that. Um, and in the end of game three, Pascal Siakam elbows Joel Embiid in the face. That's right. Um, breaking a bone. <laughs> um, he's going to miss four games in the playoffs that year. Are you guys sensing a pattern? But here's the thing. You've also now run into, like, Jimmy Butler has officially created the zombie heat where they're just never dead, and Jimmy Butler specifically just is hunting the Sixers in this playoffs. So mm -hmm. the Sixers are going to lose to the Heat 4-2, and Bede misses two games. Um, in the last two games with the series tied 2-2, two to two, the Sixers are terrible. And in the deciding game six, James Harden in the second half takes two shots. Oh. What? Who was shooting? I don't George's, know. George's Niang? <laughs> yeah, was Niang, George's I Niang getting shots it, uh, up? It, yeah, I, I, I don't 15 know. 15 attempts for Niang. I don't know. <laughs> Th this might not have been a good idea. I'm getting even sadder right now. Uh, uh, no, it gets bad here, man. Going into last season, the Sixers, 54 and 28. Um, they were the three seed. Joel Embiid has the scoring title for two years in a row. Joel Embiid finally wins the MVP and... That just seems so foolish Luka, how do you, now. How do you feel, Luca, about Embiid winning this MVP? That's just borderline robbery. I'm not going to lie. I disagree. I'm not going to lie. If Embiid should have won an MVP, it should have been the year before. But Jokic full-on deserved last year's MVP. Luca is correct. Like, so it's not even Embiid should have had it. Embiid should have had it, like, 2020, what, what was it, 2022? But last year, Jokic, best team in the NBA, best player in the on the on the face of the earth. Like he okay. should he should have won it. That's correct. And you know, bro, come on. No, Embiid, okay. Embiid deserved that. 100%. It does seem foolish knowing I mean, that, right? Like <laughs> he was by himself. You think Jokic even cares? Harden <laughs> he not probably even a doesn't bit. even care. Not even a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, it it seems silly now knowing what happened uh, with Jokic just dominating all the way to the finals. So. In Sixers' world, uh, Harden gives this weird Christmas interview about wanting to go back to Houston, yeah. which seemed strange. Yep. Um, the Sixers are going to sweep the terrible Nets, but you'll never believe who got hurt and missed games. <laughs> JoJo. Joel Embiid. The I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the process now. I'm seeing the process. So this brings us to last season's semifinals. They are playing the Celtics. In game one, without Embiid, James Harden goes for 45 and hits the game-winning three-pointer, probably the best that. 
I thought Harden was back. I thought he was Houston Harden after that game. I did, too. That was probably the best playoff game of his career. I agree. I want to note that the Celtics were just bad this entire playoffs. They went into the playoffs looking like they were going to be a favorite for the title, and they just, series after series after series, they were just playing sub, they they were playing subpar basketball the entire playoffs, but continue. So, I absolutely will. Um, down <laughs> two to one. James Harden goes for forty-two in Game Four, including yeah. another game-winning game three. three. Yeah. The Sixers then just absolutely dominate the Celtics in Boston to take a three-to-two lead, and that night oh. were the betting favorites to win yeah. the NBA championship. I was starting to hit the panic button on this at that <laughs> point when he had two forty-point games. I was panicking. Ooh. Game six, going into the middle of the fourth quarter, Jason Tatum is one of 13. Mm-hmm. He is putting up one of the all-time terrible playoff performances oh, for a yeah. great, great player. He couldn't player. throw the ball in the ocean. He couldn't hit He couldn't hit things up close. He couldn't hit mid-range. He couldn't hit yeah. threes. He was completely ineffective in the game. In the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter was crazy. of a tight game, Jason Tatum erupts for 16 points. Save the season. The entire Philadelphia 76ers team scores 13. <laughs> James Harden zero. scores zero. It, it's, it's, it's worse than him scoring zero. Didn't he take, like, it was, it was, like, not more than two or three attempts in the fourth quarter? It was, like, his attempts were, like, he didn't shoot the ball. Yep. We could have just had Ben Simmons on the court. Sixers, <laughs> Sixers guards are just scared to shoot late game. You don't have to talk about game okay, seven if you don't want to. <laughs> the Sixers do not spoiler. They do not win Game Seven nope. <laughs> in Boston. Tatum. Jason Tatum scores a 51. Game Seven record, fifty-one points. Legendary the league performance. MVP also has a scoring output with a one and a five. Fifteen. Fifteen points. Harden, by the way, was also terrible. At the end of this series, hey Luca, do you want to know why Embiid only scored fifteen points? Why he was being guarded by Al Horford. We're continuing. Okay. <laughs> uh, at the end of the series, uh, Doc Rivers is fired as the coach. Harden opts into his contract, publicly requests a trade, calls Daryl Morey a liar in China. Um, <laughs> he is traded after three games. He doesn't play in any of them. And that's basically where we are in Sixers world, except for a bizarre injury in which their starting small forward, Kelly Oubre, gets hit by, allegedly gets hit by a car. Crossing... The biggest street in Philadelphia. Who is, in fact, was averaging 20, which is kind of insane. So, in the end, um, here are sort of the numbers for you guys. Um, their total draft picks, they have 6, 11, 3, 10, 3, 1, 1, 10. Only one of them are on the Philadelphia 76ers right now through the process era, Joel and that's Embiid. Joel Embiid. That is the process. They have the second most regular season wins, only behind Milwaukee, since 2018. But here are their playoff series. Um, 2008, round one, bounced in two. 19, round one, bounced in two. 20, bounced in one. 21, round one, bounced in two. 22, round one, bounced in two. 23, round one, bounced in two. The team that they have beaten in a playoff series since the process era started with the best record has not made it out the second round nope. in damn near 20 years nope and uh the best team they beat was a 48 win raptors team that the next year completely imploded and fell apart yeah so there is where we have it um i've got some other numbers too but uh what do we think, everybody? Um, you know, we said that we started out this process about almost an hour ago. Uh, let's just sort of go around. What was your favorite thing that you learned? And what do you think is the strangest thing that you learned? So, uh, Luca, we'll, we'll start with you. What is your favorite thing and the strangest thing? My favorite thing? I don't know. I like um, Tyrese Maxey. Like, that's like. That's like actually like one of my favorite players. So I'd probably thank you for being thing. positive. Thank you my for being positive. Thing was, I already knew this before, but it was the sesame allergy. <laughs> like I still can't like, I I actually can't like fathom that in my head. Like that's definitely the weirdest thing. Not even in Sixers. That's just like the weirdest thing in like all of sports. 
Uh, Aiden, yeah. <laughs> what was your first of all? What was your favorite thing that you learned today? Yeah, favorite thing was definitely the confetti. That that was pretty funny. <laughs> the, the confetti is a pretty. That, that kind of sums up the Sixers. For they the had last. to clean it off of the court. Overtime got delayed to clean up confetti to celebrate the tie. Yeah, and then to lose, right? And then, you know, the most the strangest thing was honestly well this actually you know i'm gonna do a second favorite thing all right and that was learning about jaleel okafor's bar fights and (laughs) fighting in boston i think i think that's great so the whole fight and i forgot about this there's now uh in in the video he started screaming at these random guys on video he's just do you have money do you have money do you have money oh no i saw the video too he was like he was like you got money, like, because he was right. just flexing. He, yeah. he, had, he, like, he had no roasting skills. He, all right. he could do was just talk about how much money he had, which I don't know if he has rude. that much anymore. Uh, well, he didn't get the second contract, yeah, that's for sure. He's kind of gone. And then definitely the strangest thing I learned, um, probably just, like, the, the Jimmy Butler trade for Josh Richardson just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know why. Like, I, the... They could have got picks. They could have got something. I mean, Josh Richardson is pretty much like a, a yeah. Any like if you know Josh Richardson and you're a young kid, I you do. probably know him from 2K. You don't yeah. you don't yeah. know him from watching yeah. him on yeah, TV. That's 2K. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you get a bucket with him on 2K on play now. That's about his it. His best moment was uh, game one of his Sixers tenure. Uh, he wore a pair of Iversons, to which I went crazy, and I don't know if anybody else noticed. All right, guys, uh, favorite thing and uh, strangest thing. Oh, my goodness. My favorite thing has to be the GM talking straight trash about his players. And then that's, the, that's my that's that's Loki my favorite thing. Too. Bro, and then the wife claiming that she did it, that's insane. I'm like, what? I just, if anyway, I, I understand the whole stand by your man thing, but maybe not there, right? Hey, that's loyalty, though. That's, that's something. That's loyalty. And then... The strangest thing is this how... This Brady ain't standing by me if I had burners <laughs> about my students, right? Oh, that would be like crazy. If I had burners about my students Bro, that would be crazy. in class, right? That, I would low-key tap in. That Still would be crazy. Still teaching, right? Uh, CHS, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> what is Nas doing in the classroom? <laughs> man, I wish I had a medium-sized ladder right now for Aiden because... <laughs> hit Luca on the head. Yeah, yeah, because, man, Luca really needs to get his GPA up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, the strangest thing. The strangest thing has to be how the NBA told them to hire an advisor, and he just quit. Like that is so. <laughs> and random. he hired his son. And, and he hired son. his son. That's insane. Scouring the earth. Scour the earth. <laughs> like Scoured that is so. Scour the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, producer Dave, uh, go ahead. All right, so. Uh, New thing was that I did not realize that you all drafted Michael Bridges and traded him for Zaire Smith, and that didn't work out because of a sesame allergy. That is actually something I did not know, and I still I feel like I have to go fact check that to make sure that that is real. That's the that's the thing I learned, and that that was going to be my most surprising too. I'm going to actually put my most surprising is just learning that uh, Jaleel Lokafor is Aiden's favorite basketball player. And I'm going (laughs) to argue with him about this for like many months to come. Um, And uh, my favorite thing, though, is Tatum's 51 in game seven. And like, oh, that is my favorite thing about all of this. Uh, The darkest thing, I mean, like the, the. the darkness was was honestly, I think the the trading for James Harden because this is what's going to make it better. Like, I remember watching that go down, man. Like, Mm-mm, that's not gonna, that's not gonna. This is fool's gold. This is this is the kind of thing that looks good and it's not good. And I f- I feel like that's the darkness. I felt the thing. same way about the Clippers trade. But I will say the bright spot him. that you got is Tyrese Maxey. He is my, he is like one of my favorite young players. So much upside. Like. There's something you're like one piece away. <laughs> the process is still just always one piece away. Keep Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Jones can't or, or Tobias Harris can't be your 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 third best player on that team. Like there has to be more things. But I still have I, like Philly's not going anywhere. You're still gonna make the playoffs and get tossed in the second round, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, <laughs> Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre averaging twenty was. 
also strange. And like, having said that, uh, and I, I said this bro. in class, would you rank the Ubre car injury stranger? Than the sesame thing? Not yet. No. Stranger uh, if, than if <laughs> it looked weird. If, if if he didn't get hit, if if he was just lying and didn't get hit by a car, like oh this I is hope what that's I'm not thinking. the case. I'm oh thinking, I hope that's not the case. I'm thinking he didn't get hit by a car and he was just doing something stupid. Oh I hope that's but he not said the case. he got hit by a car just to like cover up the stupid stuff that he was doing. That's what I think is gonna happen. I hope that's but not like it. if he actually got hit by a car, I don't think that's that weird. Like that's kind of oh. weird, but it's not like as strange as having a. And I just want to say, or what the, Lucas uh, said. Make sure everybody remembers that because or, it's gonna come out. Yeah, oh, I hope that's not it. Um, yeah, I think the strange injury. Um, the official diagnosis that the Foltz camp gave was something called thoracic outlet syndrome. Debrief. I don't know what it is oh, either. Never mind. I know. I know. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um. Yeah, so uh, I just want to thank you guys for uh, this. Was I don't know if I feel better. I might actually feel worse. I this is up like some my things. Th this is like my dream project right here, and I think I'm really sad. And I'm just gonna need I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just gonna need a hey, minute. You're, you're sick tomorrow, so you're good. Oh yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be well. uh, sick tomorrow. So um, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Trust the process, and I love Tyrese Maxey. Me too. <laughs> Likewise.